Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless as he talks to successful real estate professionals and ask them to share their best advice ever. From deal syndicators to wholesalers, flippers, property managers, pest inspectors, and everyone in between. It's the best ever advice and none of the fluff. Let's go. A quick word from our sponsor, The Door Devil. Homeowners spend hundreds on alarm systems each year, but rarely reinforce the weakest point on the home, the doors. Bad guys know this, and that's why kick-ins are so common. Simply adding door devils virtually eliminates the home security gap. Sleep better tonight. Reinforce your doors. Visit doordevil.com and enter best ever to get an exclusive 20% discount on your purchase. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Shannon Morrow. Hi, Shannon. Hi, how are you, Joe? Doing well. Excited to speak with Shannon, uh, first because she's a real estate investor, and she has a lot of experience working with real estate investors, not only through um, her experience as a real estate agent in New York City, but then also as a loan processor for three and a half years, which was her previous job prior to being a real estate agent. And then what we want to focus today's call on, which uh, is very interesting, is Shannon purchased most recently a three-family home in Brooklyn. And the interesting part of that is she's living in one of the homes, one of the units, and she's renting out the other two. And typically when you hear investors um, receive advice who are just starting out, the advice is to buy a two to four unit property, live in one side, run out the other. You'll get the most favorable financing terms. So it's going to be really interesting hearing Shannon talk about what she's learned through her experiences um, and what her best real estate investing advice ever is based on that. So with that being said, Shannon, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more background on your experience and what you're up to now? As you you said, I previously worked as a loan processor. Um, I processed over $150 million in mortgages for big-time investors in uh, Manhattan, uh, Jersey, and Brooklyn. Um, And after a while, I became sick of the non-flexible hours, so I switched and I became an agent myself, um, which is really valuable to me because since I own a three-family property and I'm working as a rental agent in Brooklyn, I can see which features add the most value to my property, um, how I can get it rented faster and for the most amount of money. And I can also see which areas are up and coming, um, you know, where young professionals are moving, where where would be the best areas to invest in next. And based on your experience as a loan processor and then also living in your in your investment property, what would you say your best real estate investing advice ever is? I think my best advice would be to see it as a business. Even if you're just starting out and you're purchasing a two-family, see it as a business move, as an investment, um, and don't let your emotions interfere with your business decisions. To go into that a little further, uh, I purchased the three-family. There were tenants living on the third floor. We terminated tenancies for the first two floors and then the tenants that were living on the third floor, 
you know, they're a family. I felt bad for them. I decided to give them more time. And they kept telling me that they just needed a little more time to find a place. They needed a little more time to buy a house. They just needed a little more time. And here it is a year and a half later, and I'm out almost $15,000 because they're paying half of market rent. They're still paying what um, what they were paying when we moved into the property. And basically, they've taken advantage. Just in summation, the best thing is to see it as a business. Immediately evict people. Even if you have to go to a court or whatever, you should make the best financial decision for yourself. These people are not your your family or your friends. You owe them nothing. Um, you shouldn't be forced to subsidize someone else based on your emotional feelings, I guess. That's interesting. So whenever you were you first closed on the property... You identified all three units were under market rent, correct? Yes, exactly. And you went ahead and uh, did you evict or were they simply the leases were not renewed for the first two units? Well, all three units were just month-to-month tenants that had been living here for a couple years. So our lawyer handed us a form letter basically stating that tenancy is terminated after 30 days after the notice. The first two floors left almost, you know, right after receiving the letter, they started looking for a place and they left immediately. The third floor, they, they told us they weren't going to be able to find a place that soon. They needed a couple more months. The kids had to finish school first. Uh, so I identified with that. I felt sympathy for them. And I gave them additional time, and uh, it was a poor decision. And once the once school was over with, uh, I imagine that was a two, three, four months. Mm-hmm. But it's been a year and a half. So once school is over with, at what point did you have that conversation again with them? And uh, where, why wasn't it moved? Why didn't you move on at that point? Again, it was because I felt bad for them. You know, I went to discuss it with them and I said, you know, school's out now. What are your, what are your plans? When are you planning to leave? And they said that they're trying to buy a house now. And, um, you know, it's going to be a couple more months until the paperwork goes through. Can I please just give them a couple more months until the paperwork goes through? Again, as a small-time investor, I felt sympathy for them. And I can really identify with someone who wants to buy a property and uh needing that extra time to save money, you know, it, it made sense to me. And again, I felt bad and I delayed, uh, you know, taking this to court or, you know, finding an attorney to evict them. Do you think if, uh, cause I want to make sure this applies to the larger picture and it definitely mm-hmm. does where you are living in the property, therefore mm-hmm. you're exposed to your residents more frequently than right. you would be if you weren't living in the property. Right. If you had purchased this property and not lived in it, would it have been a different decision? You're right. No, it definitely would have been. Because you're exposed to people day to day, you you know, you're used to saying hi to them, you become much more friendly than you would if it was just a business where you stop by to do repairs or to pick up checks. So yeah, you're right. It would have been a completely different decision if I didn't live on the property. But on the flip side, you also wouldn't be able to get the favor- as favorable terms. Uh, on your property as you did. Can you talk a little bit about the type of terms that you got? Yeah, of course. I did an FHA mortgage, um, which is only a 3.5% down payment. And the requirements are that you have to live on the property and it can't be more than four units. And, you know, I bought right at the, right at the exact moment I should because our interest rate is 2.75 on a 30-year mortgage. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, our loan officer printed out the 
you know, the receipt of our interest rate that uh, when once he got it and he walked around the office, like shoving it in the other um, loan officers faces saying, like, <laughs> I beat you. <laughs> That's um, insane. Because it was the lowest. He said it's the lowest anyone has ever gotten in like the past 10 years. So goodness. Congrat- yeah. I love to hear that. Congratulations <laughs> on that. Yeah. It's ba- you're basically, it's free money. There's really is no interest on your mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> what would you do differently? with the next property and what is your next investment looking like? Ideally, I would like to purchase something in Brooklyn again. I guess it would be a little different because I intend to stay in this property. I intend to live here for at least another four or five years probably. So the next places I buy would hopefully be bigger, maybe a six unit. And I would do just as I said to you, um, you know, terminate anyone who is not paying market rent and who refuses to pay market rent even if it's a messy process and I have to go to court because like I said, it's a business decision. You can't let your emotions interfere with your business decisions. You'd rip the bandaid right off at the beginning. Yeah. Instead of getting attached to people and hearing their sad stories, you know, everyone has a sad story and everyone has hardship. It, it took me almost three years to save up, um, to save up enough money to purchase a place and to pay for the repairs and upgrades and stuff. And why should I have to subsidize someone else after I struggled so much personally to, uh, to start my investing, you know? Right. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Uh, <laughs> I hope so. I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> best ever book you've read? Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Best ever personal growth experience and what you've learned from it? Buying my first house and having to deal with the, uh, the upgrades because I personally did a lot of the repairs and, uh, and upgrades, and it was a trying time. <laughs> what would you do to it? I put in new floors. So for the second floor, we put in new floors, new cabinets. We ripped out old carpets, carpets with disgusting things on them. <laughs> um, and it took about three months to rip everything out and put in new fixtures and appliances and to repaint everything. And it was a time where I almost regretted buying a house. (laughs) (laughs) Best ever success habit you practice? I guess keeping up with readings. Every day I read, you know, the Brownstoner, um, Real Estate Weekly. I read a lot of what's going on in the area. And uh, this way I get to keep up to date on what's going on in Brooklyn like which areas are up and coming and which areas would be good to invest in and which areas rents are rising the fastest. Best ever deal you've done? Um, I guess I'd have to say that the three-family house that I purchased and currently live in because it's changed my whole standard of living. Um, I now have a significant amount of equity after the work I've put into it and uh, because of my rental income, I was able to quit my full-time job and be commission-based, which is a lot more comfortable to me. It gives me a lot more freedom to do the things that I want to do. That's awesome. Best ever quote? Um, if you can dream it, you can do it by Walt Disney. Because if you can envision something and you're willing to put the work in, you can definitely get it done. I hate hearing people say things are impossible or... Um, because of where they grew up, they can't accomplish something or whatever. You're kind of a no excuses type of person, aren't you? It's like if 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 it's possible, if 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 someone else has done it, then it's possible. Therefore, you can do it. It's just a matter of being resourceful enough. Exactly. It doesn't even if if no one else has done it, it's still possible. You know, as long as you're willing to put the work in, it will get done. 
That's right. I know there's the famous example of, I think, Roger Bannister who ran the four-minute mile. No one had ever done that. Right. And, and then two years after he ran it, over 30 people ran a four-minute mile. Right. If you're willing to put the work in, it'll happen. Shannon, what's the best ever place to reach you? Shannon, what's the best ever place to reach you? Via LinkedIn. So Shannon Morrow, type it into LinkedIn, NYC, and you you can connect with Shannon. And is there anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to mention to the best ever listeners? No, I think we covered everything. Well, Shannon, it's been so good having you on the show, and I am confident that the best ever listeners who are looking to break into investing for the first time and implementing the strategy that's so commonly used because it's so effective um, in the buy a two to four family, live in one side, rent out the other, uh, they got a lot out of this. And if the best ever listener is not looking to buy that two to four family, then I think the approach of treating it like a business is applicable to any investor. And I'm so glad that you, um, you know, you're on the show and uh, shared that advice with everybody. And I will talk to you soon. Okay, great. Joe, thank you so much for having me. Uh, have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then head to JoeFairless.com, where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work With Joe tab on JoeFairless.com and apply to, well, Work With Joe.